All right, welcome to Fill in the Blanks, the show where we find interesting people and get the stories behind the projects that they're working on. Unfortunately, Brad's not going to be with us today. He's a little under the weather, but we have two amazing guests today in the room. They're so nice. <laughs> no, you guys really are amazing. I'm not just saying that. We have Max and Zach Monty from the band Mountains. How are you guys doing? Great. Thanks for calling me interesting. <laughs> hey, I do what I can. All right, so... I have a ton of questions, and I hope I can get through as many as I can in the short amount of time. But I, I've worked with you guys on a few projects, mainly doing video stuff and whatnot, trying to help out behind the scenes, do some photography here and there. But I don't know how you guys got started musically. Was it uh, with just singing, or was it with an instrument? How'd you guys get started with what you do? I think we, st- our dad, started us yeah. out with, uh, with, with. Yeah, in uh, sync, Backstreet Boys, uh, no Spice way. Girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of like. Well, let's okay, let's be real. That's like, like w- yeah, the, yeah. It's probably one of the very first artists, aside from like ACDC, uh, like old eighties rock bands. But but we really, 70s. I think, kind of learned to pick apart singing and music from. Really, from like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Just listening Britney to like Spears. the radio and and CDs and whatnot, just kind of singing. Pretty along. much. Well, yeah, for us it was f- pr- pretty much CDs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's start with um with you, Max. Then, how what was your first instrument? Because I know you play more than just guitar. Yeah. So, um, mountains in mountains, I I just sing, I songwrite and sing, and okay. then Zach um does the production and sings as well. But I'm originally a drummer. I uh, grew up, or my my mom had us both in the church ever since I can remember being alive, and day uh, one. from day one, and so I I, I gravitated toward drums probably uh, late elementary school, okay. and then uh, I want to say I was like maybe nine, ten, eleven, I could be wrong, but somewhere around there. What, why why drums? What like made you? What pulled you into playing drums out of like anything else? So it's it's interesting. Uh, I don't I I can't like put my finger on an exact moment, but I can tell you that there was a local band from around here. And I don't know if any of your listeners are going to know who this band is, Okay. but from around here, there was a two bands that really heavily influenced me. And that was a band called expose the flaw who eventually became a band called Feta. And they're out of Gilroy, out of Gilroy. Uh, weirdly enough. Yes. Yeah, and then the other band, which was a band out of Hollister was a band called novice who, strangely enough, was about to sign like a really, really big record deal, um, but due to some unforeseen circumstances, did not do so, which we always talk about it today. They'd probably be one of the biggest, the biggest like pop rock indie bands ever. But so do any of those guys, do they still do anything musically like solo or weirdly enough? uh, One of the guys is part of our church. Mm-hmm. No so, way. yeah, so he he plays guitar every once in a while, but with having two kids and a wife and living in Hollister and our church is in Gilroy, it makes it kind of difficult. Gotcha. But um yeah, we see him all the time and it's kind of crazy because I remember going to his shows and especially Zach cuz Zach's 3 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Like look up at, at his name his name's Josh be like, "Oh my gosh." I probably met so Josh good. when I was like 6 or 7. Very we, very So we started very going young. to shows. Yeah. I started going to shows really young with him. So it was almost like seeing a celebrity, like in your Absolutely. own church, almost this guy, like, oh my gosh, like yes. there he is, right in front of us, yes. dude. It, it's the weirdest thing. So, anyways, those those are the two bands that kind of influenced me. And I remember loving both of the drummers, it, like, I, and I can't tell you why necessarily. Just it stuck out to me. It's I think it's just a loud instrument, just something that sticks your attention. Yeah, so I um, actually got lessons from both of those drummers, just because I wanted to learn more. It was Jared and Jared and. Um, Robert, Robert, Robert. and so from there, I just kind of just picked it up after after hearing them drum and hearing their records, and then obviously hearing you know, excuse me, uh, like ACDC, those kind of records, and then. But the interesting part was that my my mom and my dad kind of put me in drum lessons. Okay. And uh, the weird thing about drum lessons, at least from my experience, is that it's very technical, which it should be. It should be technical. You should learn how to play your instrument. But for whatever reason, I didn't want to learn the technical side. Like, my mom had us both in piano lessons, I think, right? You were in piano Mm -hmm. lessons? And I was in piano lessons for a while, and I just... Uh, same thing. Just How like, many instruments do you play? I don't play any a lick of piano. Oh, okay. Zero. Like I just was in it for a while, and then it was like, first of all, I didn't like it. Second of all, it was like you're when you're forced to do anything. Oh yeah, you're not you, going to enjoy it. Yeah, you don't really end up enjoying it. Most most more often than not. But um, anyways, to get to the point, 
started drumming and I got in these drum lessons and the guy got really upset with me because I wouldn't do the homework and I just want to beat on the drums louder. And uh, so I quit that. And then ever since then, I just kind of played um, drums on my own. No lessons, just, um, yeah. And then somewhere along the line, I learned how to drum. But anyways, that's the early earliest of uh, music was I was a drummer very first. Well, what about you, Zach? How how'd you get started? I think as far as back as I can remember, there was a classical guitar in our attic. Okay. And I was like maybe eight years old. My dad brought it down. He's like, this just happens to be in the attic. And I took it out. And I was like, this is really weird and interesting. And it sounds kind of cool. And then he also had up there like a 30, 40 year old acoustic guitar. It was, I think it was a company called Aria. It was old. Guitar. It was old. Yeah, very, very old. I've heard of it. Yeah, I know. That, they don't think they're a company anymore. But that was basically how I got into going like, well, because I grew the same thing. We grew up listening to the same stuff, but like ACDC was like my jam. Like that was what we listened to every single weekend. And so you had this guitar and like the entire time you're probably just trying to emulate Absolutely. So imagine Dude, playing like see rock and roll guitar oh, no on way. acoustic guitars. Oh, there's, oh, there's, Bro, so, there's, there's so, so many cool oh. old like Zach, like... My, I remember dad or our dad bought Zach and a, a PV amplifier. PV is like a not a like a it's they're a big brand but not like they kind of died down a little bit. They were bigger. I I like to think. <laughs> yeah, and like dude, this amp it was like it was I think it was like a four by twelve, but no, it was like it was, this, it was a six by ten. Oh, six by it was this Whoa. huge guitar. And it was like, it was like a hundred and fifty <laughs> watt. Like it was clean, no gain, no nothing, but it was so incredibly loud. Wait, and where did so this come loud. from? This was just in your attic? No, no, or no, like no, no, amp, no. The amp we went to, there was guitar showcase in guitar San Jose. Showcase. And you're like, I'm just going to go for the top and shelf. I'm not, the, I'm not going to mess yeah. around with this little baby amp. Uh, no, no, and the, the very first guitar I ever had for that was like this old, it was, before, it was Fender had made, for some reason, or Squire at that time, Squire had made uh, like it was like a, it looked like a Les Paul. They don't make them anymore for I've some reason. I've never even yeah, heard of Squire yeah. making anything Squire made like the that. Les Paul body, and I still have cool. it. But I would seriously just play hours and hours and hours, just because I pick up everything by ear. So I've always kind of been that way. It was the same thing when I took piano lessons. I during our like you know like when you have like recitals as kids. Oh yeah. I had to play the Lion King song. I remember, I, I, remember, oh, yeah, I remember. I have the video for that. I remember, <laughs> I remember, like, I remember learning how to play the entire thing, and at some point, I just stopped. I didn't. I hated reading music. I still don't. I, I know how to do it now, but I don't enjoy it. You know, don't don't feel too bad about that because I know how to play the Little Mermaid thing mm -hmm. on, on oh, guitar. Oh my gosh, it, it's funny because there's always somebody that's like, wait, wait a, what is that? You can play that. I'll be like at a campfire or something. Yeah. But anyways, not to interrupt. Go on. No, no, no. Uh, like, yeah. So that, that's kind of how it started with that. Same thing. Growing up in church and playing on playing Sunday mornings and playing with the youth teams and it's always terrible to begin with. There's never like a fantastic time when that happens at that <laughs> age, but like you learn the ins and outs of doing everything right and doing everything wrong and knowing what's sounds better. And then you're probably going to have better. people around you that are teaching you along the way, showing you little yeah. things, which is awesome. I wish I had that more when mm -hmm. I was starting out. Definitely. And then we got a little older and I got into heavier music. So yeah. So right before that, is it cool if we continue? Oh, yeah. I was actually going to ask about because so you guys more. were in a, a metal band, right? Mm -hmm. And you guys toured and like it was a like a fairly big thing, which yeah. that's crazy to me because the music you guys do totally now different. is completely mm -hmm. different. And like I, I haven't heard any of the metal mm -hmm. stuff. I'd like to at some point. Yep. But here, yeah, go ahead. I'd lo love to hear about it. Definitely. So Zach and I, um, Zach more out of compulsion because mm -hmm. I made him, but we, uh, I was like what you would call... For those of, for those listeners that are not part of a church or an established church, the person who does the music or heads up the music is called a worship leader. And so I was doing that for our youth department at a church. So wait, does the worship leader actually play an instrument within the band, or are they just like Normally, getting everybody yes. together? Normally, yes. Um, yeah, it depends. Normally, it'll be like a piano or a guitar. Okay. Um, or just very sing. rarely is it a bass or drums. Yeah. It's just whoever's at the forefront, kind of leading everything. Okay. But they sing. Okay. So. I was doing that for uh, our youth department, but I uh, but before I actually started leading the the team, I guess I was the drummer. Remember, I was a drummer first. Mm -hmm. And um, Zach, at the time, I don't think actually was on the team just yet. I was playing the drums, but our worship leader had left, and so our youth pastor at the time came up to me because he knew that I sang. I was singing a little bit from the drums. Okay. And he handed me a guitar. Almost, I think it was the day or the week that our person had left. He said, "Here, I want you to lead." the team which I, f I felt was very strange because i'd i'd never played a guitar yeah, it's that kind point. of a big responsibility I mean, just thrust upon you 100 percent. and zach you know being a guitar player before that would like introduce me a little bit to you know chords but i just wasn't i wasn't good i didn't yeah, really yeah. actually play the guitar 
And uh, nice. he's like, here, I want you to do this. And so from that point, like Zach said, there's always going to be bad. Like it's going to be bad in the beginning. And it but was. But that's how you learn. That's how you learn. Yeah. Oh, so we had course. a lot of bad Wednesday nights, uh, you know, fumbled around the cords and tried to figure figure the whole thing out. But at the end of the day, I'm like eternally grateful that, that he... Yeah, thank you, John, that like he forced me kind of into that position because without him, I probably wouldn't have, I guess, pursued, however you want to word it, that sort of thing. Um, And then that kind of, I think, started a little more of the songwriting process for me, um, which kind of transitions into what we were going to talk about, which was our our band. We've always been into heavy music because we mentioned ACDC, but it kind of just kind of evolved and it got heavier and heavier and heavier more and heavier. so for me yeah definitely more Zach so for really me. started that off so maybe you can name a few of the early bands that you well the, the, the earliest memory that i have of like hearing music that i was like like i started going like wow this is nothing like i've ever heard before was we were at guitar showcase one weekend and he had found an ipod it's an old iPod classic. Yes. It's big, just found huge. An iPod? It was dude, in an the drum classic. section. It was an old iPod classic, and we brought it up to the dude uh, at the table or at the the counter, and he's like, he's like, is, is there a name on it? Is there a phone number? And he goes, he goes, leave us your phone number. Take it. If a guy calls, we'll we'll, we'll do something about it. But if not, just take it. No and way. And I remember him being at the time, just like, okay, like all right. We got back in the car, and there's literally like easily 30 gigs of music and back then that was like that's a, a ton that's a ton just of an ipod that could yeah. hold 30 gigs of music yes. at that time was probably it was crazy huge. and so i remember the, the first thing i don't i mean i don't specifically remember the first thing that we heard but bands like kill switch engage and like Mudvayne and mashuga and there's a i mean there's Dude, there's slipknot yeah it's like the first time getting introduced to like those type of bands and you're and being a kid for me it was like it was like my brain's about to explode because like this was I've never heard anything like this ever. It's like finding a buried treasure almost. Yes. You know? It's like, wait, yes. we can just have this thing? Yeah. That's amazing. It was probably one of those defining moments that you don't think about in the moment. Definitely but not. when you look back, you're like, wait, that did that, did that showed actually, us so many things. That yeah. actually showed us what we ended up pursuing. You know, it's weird how life yeah. works that way. All right, so let's get into like as like the the metal band form. So it's like you guys were kind of checking it out, you learning along the way, finding these great artists to mm-hmm. be inspired. That's by. when we were little when we found that. Yeah, we were we were you were, you were probably eleven. Well, maybe I think you might have been eleven or twelve somewhere around there. Um, it it kind of all feels like a blur because my dad he we he'd always bring us to uh, like starving musician in San Jose. Uh, guitar showcase, guitar center. Sometimes we go to Santa Cruz and go to the starving musician in Santa Cruz. Um, and so we were always listening. We were, well, first of all, we were always playing instruments, learning new music. But from that point, we really got into heavy music. So like he said, Kill Switch Engage was a huge one for Zach. Um, I mean, I loved Kill Switch Engage as well, but like just a lot of heavy music. And so we had a lot of close friends from church and, and otherwise. And we just like any young kids were like let's just start a band and it started out like you say in a garage mm-hmm. and we just practiced and kind of played i think we only played um other people's songs for a very small sh- amount of time like ac maybe just a couple acdc songs very short amount of time before it f- weirdly enough we wanted to just create our own music which I, I don't know if that's is that like normal to just right off the bat want to create your music? i don't know i don't think so I, but we started creating our mu- own, own music and that was the kind of the first iteration of of us in heavy music was and like first vocals band. and and everything or are you guys just doing it all instrumental at this point no it was everything it was everything yeah. so zach um well actually, weirdly enough zach wasn't in, in the group at, at the time i was no. playing drums with my friends i was still like I, nine and like my buddy had left the band and i thought my world was over like he's leaving the band and we're he was jun- the, fun, the missing <laughs> piece we like, can't leave we're, him. we're in junior high and my life is over he's leaving <laughs> oh, man but then, you know, it's it, weird because I, it, I don't know why it didn't click. But then I was like, Zach, do you want to be in my band? And he's like, I would love to be in your band. <laughs> I don't really remember. I don't remember too much of any of this. So anyways, that was that. And then so that that band was really crazy because our parents, remember, we don't drive. Yeah. I'm still nine. You're like middle school, <laughs> Yeah, I think Zach was school. nine when he yeah. started, when he was in the band. I must have been tw- you know, 11, 12. And our parents treated that band as if we were playing a sport, right? So when you're playing sports, your parents go to every game, they invest in the clothes and then all the stuff that you do have, have to buy. And they treated it like that. No way. So they drive us to like every show, like every opportunity we got. How, how go. are you getting shows at that age? On, I, I Honestly, don't even remember too much. Well, because you're, that must have no, been we, all in we your played, parents. We played all the time, but like... 
We played all the time, but here's the thing. I what, think ki- it, what kind of venues? Like, are you talking about like festivals or like? Uh, it was mainly it was in, churches. Yeah, right? for because sure. We grew up in the church, right? And the band was we, we would consider ourselves a Christian band at the time. So I've never heard of Christian metal. I didn't know that was a thing. It is. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. So, okay. uh, oh, I don't see. I think nowadays yeah. bands wouldn't want to be considered Christian metal because it's like let us be music first, and then if we happen to have a religious persuasion, uh, then... that's what we are. But it doesn't mean necessarily the band is. But regardless, we we would consider we would have considered ourselves a Christian band at the time. Um, so it was a lot of churches, a lot of like what you would call outreaches, or um, we actually did play a festival. A lot of, back at the very beginning of the band actually, and we got introduced to a few people in the industry. Had a lot of cool opportunities. We played a festival in front of like two thousand people at one point, which is crazy when you're 15, 13 years old. Boy, that's years insane old. at any age. Two thousand people. Yeah. Two thousand. That, that was crazy. Crazy. Where it was, was that? It was like a thirteen. I was thirteen at that point. Thirteen or fourteen. I might have been a little older. Yeah. Um, it yeah. was in um, Laguna Seca. It was uh, a, the, the was race track. Again? It was called Spirit West Coast. Spirit West Coast. It's a festival. It's like a big it's a Christian, Christian festival. festival. You know who you know who Newsboys is? Yeah. It's like Newsboys and Switchfoot like, Headline. Like big that. That Christian was artists. wow. Yeah. So we played there and like. Did you get to like meet them at all? Or no, no, no. Different okay. stage. Okay. Yeah, There's a various amount of stages. Yeah. Um, or different amount of stages, but um, anyway, so that was that band, and that's not the metal band that you're thinking of. No. Oh, okay. We different had one. that was the first kind of again the first. That was the cultivating years, I guess you would say. Yeah, we're getting our feet wet. We're yeah. learning heavy music, this learning is, how to do. You a guys band. have done so much, and you're barely Bro, getting no. into like your teenage years at this point. Yeah, that's, that's this is almost pre. I mean, I was in high school, but this is pre high school for me. This that. is pre high school for me. Wait, so in this in this band, were you still like the main front dr- guy? Like he played drums, drums and sang. And sang. Drums so there was a front sang. guy that, that yelled yeah. and sang, but I would play drums and sing. And, and I people, only, I only play guitar. I only play guitar in that. Okay. At that point, my voice was like, yeah. Um, yeah, and so that it's it's, inter- it's interesting looking back on old videos too because you could really see like the found like what we're doing now, which it was you know worlds apart from what we did then. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see where that all started. Like the it other day all, we posted a video. It all cultivates. It all comes back. Yeah, like it's so crazy, dude. Like the other day we posted a video on our mountains page, and it's a video of Zach in 2011. How many years ago is that? Seven. Mm-hmm. Seven years ago, and it's the day that he loaded Pro Tools onto his oh, yeah. computer, and I'm back there. I'm like Zach, what are we doing? And then Zach's like, Well, this is my. I think you're like this is my first song, like first I'd day. Never. I'm, it was the first time I had ever been introduced to like what is a DAW and what is hard, like hardware, gotcha. like all, any of that stuff. It was. It's so it's crazy. And you're like, just unpacking it all. You're on your just computer. unpacking it all. Installed it, and then it was opened it up, and it was like. Let's try doing Let's something. Let's record yeah. something, you know? And so at, at that time, were you like looking stuff up on YouTube? How were you learning to even do that? Because I was going to ask quite a bit about that. A lot of it was trial by fire. Because really? YouTube wasn't even like, there was, wasn't like tutorial videos at that point either. It was like, well, you kind of got to figure, and there, there are some here and there back then. But, they, but it not was, like it is today. Not like it is today, no. YouTube was, was a different world. It was a different world. So, now, it's, now it's television. Back then it was like, oh, cool. You can kind of upload funny videos and, you know. Maybe, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's no, crazy. It was all Got to see that kind of, and that was so. That was a little bit fast forward from the band that we just really yeah. originally talked about. But around that time, we had started a, a new band, um, and that was with some other members that we felt would fit the vision of the band better. Okay. Um, and it was also heavier music. So again, like I said, ACDC to Black Dolly Murder, Acacia Strain, like these bi- really really heavy bands. It started to progress, and so. At the beginning of Reformers, it, uh, the band was called Reformers, and um, we just wanted to write heavier music with with our with with buddies. And what was weird was that we kind of had this marketing plan, even though none of us really knew anything about marketing at the time. Like Mar- marketing and like like what do you mean? Like so how the, to promote yourself? Yeah. So the plan was, I mean, by the way, FYI for all those who are listening, uh, Instagram rules the world right now. But in 2011, Instagram did not rule the world. Instagram, it was kind of like yeah, a yeah. you share pictures of your food, kind of, and you whatever. <laughs> Even though people do that now, but pe- now it's like it was a much super high time. quality. Then it yeah. was just like, hey, I'm eating, you know, whatever cereal. But like, it's weird looking back. Every like everyone was on Facebook at the time. Facebook was the thing for all bands, mm-hmm. and at least that's how we felt with our friend group. It was like it was after MySpace before Instagram. So music was still trying to find its spot yes. because MySpace was a big MySpace spot for music. MySpace was music, yeah. And I don't even think Facebook had 
It didn't bought, have no. In, had hadn't purchased Instagram yet. No. Yeah, because no. I don't think it was. No. Yeah, I know. So, uh, yeah. So our marketing plan though was, we're gonna all come together on the same day that we release this Facebook page because we had kind of like been, t- you know, telling our friends like we're starting this new band. Da 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 da. Hyping it up a little. Hyping it up a little go. bit. Just mm-hmm. just a little bit, you yeah. know, but. We had gained a little bit of a following, uh, kind of maybe of a, what you'd call like a cult following in our area. Not a lot, but enough to where people kind of knew what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, our grand plan was that we would all be in the same house, which was you know, our parents' house. And we would release this first track, and it was like our, it was a super heavy track. I think it was called I Will Burn. I think I Will Burn mm-hmm. was first. Might we put out the YouTube video, and I don't even, did we, did we put it on... No, we didn't even put it on iTunes or anything. It was on YouTube. Well, no, iTunes would have been would have been sometime after that. It would have been iTunes. Yeah, but I don't think the day this was before. That day. This is also before Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah, before so, Spotify yeah, was a, a big yet. deal, you know. And so Spotify we, wasn't even existing yet. Was it? Not not like publicly. Yeah, I don't think it was like a. It wasn't. Deal it like wasn't it like now. a massive platform. I don't know. Like, like that was what late late middle school for you guys. No, well, two, no, 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 I was. I was. Oh no, two thousand eleven. Okay, so you guys are in high school. So. Probably just starting. Yeah, so beginning stages. And at the time, people were taking a dub on streaming. They were like, you know, we don't stream. People yeah, purchase music. Yeah. And like, I just remember like knowing about Spotify. I was like, this is so cool. Like you could pay a small amount of money and get to listen to anything you want. Anytime, an, yeah. Exactly. And as an artist. That was the coolest thing ever. Exactly. And, and as an artist, you know, you do want people to purchase your music. But at the end of the day, you want them to listen to your music. Yeah. And that's the way to do it. Yeah. So anyways, the, the plan was we all get together and as soon as we release the Facebook, we're all going to spam everyone we know. So spam their walls, message them, everything, just like spam, 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 spam. Well, spam. did it work or were people like annoyed by it? Here's the crazy part, dude. It worked. And here's, here's, I don't, it probably wouldn't work today. It wouldn't work it, today. Because everyone yeah. would just know that it's spam and just disregard you. And I feel like a lot of people do that anyways and they're like, what is this? I don't want yeah. this. Exactly. And, and so what happened was, this is, looking back, it's kind of crazy, but so we spam, 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 spam. We have friends post about it, repost it. And I feel like it was probably weeks later, a month a month or two later. It probably was less than that, but a few weeks later, uh, some guy reached <laughs> Manager Joe. Manager California his, Joe. California Joe. So Joe <laughs> reached out to us and he's like, oh, I represent this label called uh, Media Scare Records. Well, he was a manager, but he's like, I know people at Media Scare Records at the time. Media Scare was like kind of cool. I've never kind of, heard we of had it. we had we knew of bands that were like oh my gosh that's that's dope and they're on media scare so what were some of the bands that were on that the we ghost inside the, oh, was on media scare so are they still a thing are they still around ghost inside media scare yeah no no media <laughs> well that's are a they? whole story man yeah so media scare is funny but anyways it, but but what we thought it was cool because he was like i represent media scare and we were like the ghost inside i think volumes was on it i don't think this, this might have been before was it before volumes? I don't know. Well, they're not on anymore, but anyways, there was a couple bands where we're like, Lionheart. "Whoa, media scare! This is a big deal." And so, remember, we are complete amateurs in the music 100%. industry. One hundred percent. Prior to this, our parents did everything for us. Yeah. Well, what, what did your parents thing? say? Because I'm sure you brought this up to your parents. You must have been like all excited. Guys, uh, look at this! Look at this! Yeah, yeah. It was I kind of so. at that point where it was like this new project was kind of on us. Okay. You know, it's like, you, well, you wanted you, to prove something if for yourself. If you want to do this for real, for real, you have to do something about it. It can't okay. just be us, you know? So for them, it was like, we want you to make smart choices, obviously. Like, And so I think it was like soon after that. I mean, I don't know how soon it was after that. When did they send the contract to us? Well, so, yeah. So that, that listen, that's the crazy part mm-hmm. was our manager was like, I love your new song. It was one song we put out. One song. He's like, I love the song. It's super heavy, whatever. And then he's like, I want to get you in contact with Media Scare. And so I don't know what he did or who he talked to within Media Scare, but they ended up hearing our music. We put out some more songs, I think. And, okay. they, and then fast forward, we started playing some shows and they said, oh, we want Media Scare to come out and see you. Like he's like, I want, I want to get Media Scare to come see you guys at a show. Were you guys playing shows at all with this band at this oh, point? Yeah. We had. We had played some shows and we did like a, a, a DIY tour of our own, like up the Pacific Northwest and mm-hmm. then back. No way. But by the way, we're not making money. We're, no. we're just having fun. We're some kids having Are you at least like making, like breaking even or? Maybe gas. Okay. Maybe. But yeah. maybe not. It was, it was more for the experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was for the experience. Yeah. And you know, it's pretty cool. You're oh, 19, yeah, it's definitely awesome. 16, 16 17, yeah. and you get to drive a, a van up and down the coast and play shows to yeah, people. Yeah, with your it's buddies cool. just kind of hanging out, doing what you love. It's so cool. And so we did that, and then we ended up booking a show in 
It was somewhere down Vegas? south. Vegas? No. Oh, no. It might have been Vegas. It was either Vegas or Reno. It might have been Reno. It was Not some, sh- some bar. It was yeah. some... It was some... Yeah, it was a it bar was a, for sure. It was dope, though. It was a dope bar, yeah. but... Um, we hadn't we hadn't played many bars before. Um, Were you guys even twenty one at that point? I don't was think I, I don't no. think I, I was played 20, a show I ever when I was twenty one. No, yeah, I was twenty because I remember getting yeah. there and be like, dude, I can't even go in there. Like, <laughs> so they let us play the show and then we had to go. And I was seventeen at the time, but it was called a, it was called a showcase. So okay. for those of you that don't know, like a showcase, even now a showcase you is where prove yourself, you prove yourself. Yeah. So either a label or a manager or a booking agent comes out to a show and they want to kind of see what they're getting their getting themselves into kind of sounds like a battle of the bands almost yeah a little bit but but what's in it for them is that if they like you or what's in it for you is that they like you and you perform well then you may get a contract with a record label or get a booking agent or a manager gotcha for them they're losing money to come see you but hopefully their investment is you know the gas to get there and then when they see you then they get to take your earnings, which is what labels and managers and booking agents do. And that's why yeah. no one uses labels anymore. <laughs> that's why no, I mean, young, young artists are using record record labels. But regardless, that's which how is that smart. Was. Like there, there was a, a documentary on, I think it was 30 Seconds to Mars. I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. But did you guys see that? Didn't they just buy out their, their contract with their label? Uh, they, 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 they were getting sued by them. their label. And yeah. then like they're going over all these facts of record labels. And like the mm-hmm. one that stuck out to me is a record label will roughly take 80% Easily. of all the money that you make. 80%. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. It's big money, man. So it's like the record label gets 80. Say you have like five guys in your band and you're yeah. splitting that last 20. It's like, it, it's definitely You have to be making a lot of money to make that even worth your time, you know? Yeah. But anyways, back, back back to your story. I can talk about that forever. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. so we pretty much, I mean, I think we did a pretty good job. We played the show pretty solidly. And uh, at the end of that, I think it was a few days, maybe a week. And um, they got back to us and like, we want to sign you guys. And then we negotiated the, looking back, this was <laughs> so dumb. But yeah, I know. We negotiated the contract and essentially, this is probably interesting for those, for your listeners who are interested in like just the technicalities of stuff. Because that's really... I'm going to take this out. Um, <laughs> but like, out. Yeah, but no, but the technicality was like, so at the time we were like, oh, we're imagine you're a brand new band. You're high on life because you just did your own DIY tour. You actually have good musicians in your band. You're playing good shows. People love you. You got this guy coming to you with a record deal. Like That's got to be exciting. The first time you're ever getting this thrown in your face, essentially. Yes, but... but you have to remember that we're incredibly naive because we know nothing about the industry. And so, but in our minds, we're like, well, we're going to do this forever. Like at least, at least in my mind, I was like, we're just going to tour and tour and tour and tour. And then we're going to play these huge shows. Like, I think that was kind of, whether it was at the forefront or at the back of our minds, that was there. It was like, we're going to do this. Yeah. And you guys were all on the same page probably. Yeah. So I remember being in LA and this was when we were recording our second album. And this was around the time that we got this contract that we had to look over. And then we had it, you know, had a lawyer look over it, but we saw the contract and the contract was for three, I think it was three albums with an option, which means that we owe the record label three full-length albums and if they want and if they want they get a fourth and if not if like if you know we do a bad job or can, can the record fl- the three or... records flop Wait, and they what, can... what consists of a full album like 10 songs, it's 10 songs. Th- yeah it's, an, it's whatever is an lp okay so we owed them 30, 30 songs plus they had the option of keeping us for one more album or not if they want depending upon what they wanted and so at the time think about this for a second at the time we're like we're gonna do this forever this is no big deal we'll pump out three records songs like potentially yeah we'll pump out three records and if they want one more whatever and then we'll move on to the next thing well we get i mean we'll shorten this down a little bit but but we we get a record in and from the touring and from them taking a percentage and from the manager taking a percentage and the booking agent taking a percentage you do the math. I mean, if the record label, well, first of all, <laughs> hopefully, I, I, okay, I'm just gonna rat them out. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to. Our we ne- we saw zero money from our label. Not zero. Wow, not penny. one penny from our label. Uh, and they, you know, it's, I'm gonna say it. We had pre-sales for our album. Mm-hmm. It was like a package. It was you can pre-sales. Get like a- there was sweatshirts. There was t-shirts. I think there was hats. I don't know something like that. They were all set up as like pre-order this album coming soon off of Media Scare. Yeah. And then, and. So at the, so my fiance at the time now my wife we you know we ordered a package my mom ordered a package we had friends tons order packages of friends tons of friends order packages they fulfilled zero, zero. 
but so, they took all the money. So they recouped they the money. Just now, took all of for it, those yeah. that are that were smart, you could probably file some sort of claim and say, you know, you yeah, need but you're to gonna fill. have to do that for each individual person. It, yeah. So, anyways, it's just bad and that's so business. many problems because it's like it, it sucks because you guys are trying to grow musically, but then at the same time. All your friends, like you have to go to your friends and mm-hmm. be like, I, I don't know what happened. They're not, they're not yeah. coming through. And they, the tough part about that is like all of the blame gets obviously put on the band because it looks bad. Yeah. But at the same time, we're going like we had zero to do with any of this because none of us had set any of that up. It's all quote unquote the label. Yeah. We had no control over our albums, over basically anything, even, so, even, even tours. Like we, we could say yes, but at the end of the day, the real yes came from our manager and booking agent at the time. So, so what was the contract like? What what would happen if you guys didn't fulfill? Well, no, the only way out of the contract is to break up as a band. So you have, so you can't basically so this is the way any record mm-hmm. record deal works. They own you. They own your band. So anything that your band does, depending upon the contract too, they can own like you as an individual within the band. But our contract, from my knowledge, was just the band. They own gotcha. you. Your they own your masters. So you no longer own your masters to your music. They own it. So I I had recorded everything. Yes, yeah, so first album and second album. Not everything so you guys did album. two albums, not just yeah. one. No, the first one was self. That was that and was self released. That's what got them to go like, oh, we kind of like your band. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you did the one with them, and then after that, you guys were like, this is it. Like we're not gonna do anything. Well, I mean, there was a lot of reasons. Well, did yeah. you? What did? What did they say? Because I'm I'm assuming you talked to somebody and was like, hey, what what's up? Why aren't we getting anything from this? Why aren't these orders being fulfilled? What what was their response? If you can get into it, I don't know. Oh, if you you can know, talk for the pre-sales of the album, yeah. yeah, it was just like at that point we lost a lot of contact with the label, and mm-hmm. that should tell you a lot about their their integrity as a label. Yeah. So like, we tried reaching out. I think to our because our our manager never let us talk to our label head. Understandably so, because he's a label head, but I think he was just a dude. But like, <laughs> we so we, we contacted no our manager and was like, hey, talk to so and so. I won't say his name. Uh, because no one has gotten their orders and our record's out. And it's been weeks now that no one's gotten their orders. And, you know, that basically everything fell through. And so at that point, we really started to see, like... And by the way, once our record, you know, dropped, we had done, I think, maybe two tours late... Two, maybe two, three tours later or more. And then um, we called it quits. It was... Excuse me. That was for a couple of reasons, um, a few different reasons. But looking back... And you can speak for, um, you know, for yourself, but for me, what's really sad about that industry, heavy music in general, just when I say heavy music, I mean anything that you, your grandparents probably don't listen to (laughs) heavy, heavy music, not, not ACDC, not Not ACDC, but like, you know, heavy music today, um, metalcore, metal, death metal, deathcore, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is, it, it is so extremely hard for artists or bands to make, first of all money in general but second of all just enough money to sustain life most bands don't most bands in that world will make enough to go from tour to tour and eat hopefully mcdonald's i'm serious about this you can ask like what you call major like not major when i when you say like up and coming yeah so like of Mice and Men and Asking Alexandria and Black Veil Brides, that's a totally different world compared to a lot of the bands that we would tour with or even you know above us. Th- those Of Mice and Men bands are so far off, it's ridiculous. Asking Alexandria and they pack out 30,000 people at a stadium, that's, that's unheard of. Most of the bands are in this pool of making... $150 a show, $200 a show, and that for doesn't the, even... For the whole band, that that's doesn't even nothing. nearly cost you. That doesn't even cover your gas. Nope. So, with that being said, we broke up for a number of reasons, but for me, looking back, speaking for myself, I feel like it was probably the best... Maybe not the best thing. <laughs> it was it, it was a decision I think needed it needed to be made because the farther you get into it, the more that you realize that you are stuck you're just stuck there's like, nothing you could do you're... there's not many tears there's not many tears it's like you're super underground and then you kind of make this step up where people are like whoa there's like this kind of underground band that kind of made it and then from there it's like this huge giant mm-hmm. step to becoming a stadium band you know which i feel like that's hard for metal because it, it's not something that you typically do you'll never really hear it on the radio no. so it's like how are people like finding out about it? it's like i feel like growing as a metal artist has to be pretty tough compared to other genres it's a of music. World. It is a different. What, is, world. what are your thoughts, Zach? I don't know. 
it's so tough to say the, the bands that you'll find that like are dedicated and will make it in that in that genre um i mean i'm again exclude don't think of asking alexandria and blackfield just these garbage bands but like bands that legitimately stick to it like uh, even though they're not my favorite band in the entire world have you ever heard of the band called the devil wears prada yeah okay i've like heard of them i'm not like a big fan don't know a ton yeah. about them or anything they were a band they've been a band for 10 years 10 plus years way more than that now the, you'll you'll hear interviews on them like like they're like yep we lived off of like like a dollar twenty five a day for years, wow just like yep. just McDonald's, just Taco like Bell. yeah from from like the, the from like twenty years old for the next like five six seven eight years you know like how they do just you push through that that's tough I feel like after I feel like maybe three years and it would be tough I could yeah. probably do it but after that <laughs> and it's you, interesting because the perception with these bands is that. Once you get signed, you're a rock star. And see, this is what happened yeah. with some of our friends around us that weren't like super close to us, that were kind of like acquaintances. Like, yo, you're signed to Mediascare Records. You like you. They didn't say you made it, but the perception was like you made it. And it's like, yes, because we have some more recognition that we wouldn't have had without Mediascare. Because Mediascare is like, oh, it's a label. So then people are kind of looking in on the label. But that's it's the farthest thing from the truth to say that you've made it once you've signed a record deal. If anything, you have to work harder mm-hmm. once you're at, once you have a record deal because they're taking more of your money. If you don't have a record deal, yes, you still have to work hard, but you you have to get to have all your money. So after after like this all goes down, I, so you guys break up the band. So after that, were you guys done with metal, or were you trying to figure out what you were gonna do and got you to where you are now? What what happened in between the it's ending of that say, band? To now? It's tough to say. I was really broken up about it because I that was like my baby. Well, yeah, you put your heart and soul into it, and yeah, you produced it was, everything. It was, it was it was very much just not not even just that, but like on the side of like musically, that was like my jam. That like all of that kind of stuff. The I mean, there's there's so many sides to it, but especially like the live aspect and like the. The performance aspect to me was there's nothing like going to a metal show. Zero. I'll second that. Zero. Like that even, performing even, performing at a metal show yeah. or going to a metal show, yeah. there is absolutely nothing like it on the planet, bar none. You know, I went to my first metal show. I think it was like two or three weeks ago because I was doing photography for uh, one of my, <clears throat> excuse me, brother's friend's bands. I've never been to one, but the sense of community is crazy. Mm-hmm. The energy is like insane, and like there's so much going on. But I feel like if somebody were to to get hurt like moshing or like whatever happens in the in the center i feel like people would stop back off make sure everybody's okay and then they get right back into it but there's definitely just like a sense of community yeah that metal shows have that i haven't seen at any other show i mean there's there's a crazy spectrum too because there's places where you go to and they'll have crews that come out and their entire point of being there basically is to just beat the shit out of someone like whoa that's there, there's there's definitely things that, i mean that happens everywhere on the world in different forms and various things like that but like you'll see people like today uh you'll know you know who travis scott is mm, the name rings bell i'm not i get familiar. those goosebumps every time okay yeah okay a lot of shows nowadays for so, for one reason or another like these like these huge trap artists and like these big these big rappers or whatever I guess would would you call them rappers? Would yeah, they're rappers. Yeah. Who trap. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Trap artists. Trap artists. Th- their shows more and more and more and more over the last couple years. Yeah. Look more and more and more like hardcore shows or like heavy shows. There's mosh pits at these shows. Mosh pits at these shows now. There's like people are like for some reason they're, they're getting they're getting into that that scene and that style of just how they enjoy the, the show. The energy of a show is completely different. It was it's never been like that before. It's less. Let's view this show from afar. Yeah, it's or it's like, less. You just you just look at it. Experience. Yeah. All right. Well, why? Why still got you? Let's let's talk about what you're doing now, just for like Absolutely. the people that are listening now. Want to see what you're up to and mm-hmm. doing with music. So you're you're going by the name Mountains now, and it's just you two, correct? It's just us. So it's how, always it's always kind of kind of been just us, as much as we don't really ever want to say that or like saying that. Love you, Johnny. Love you, Charles. Love you, Andrew. Love you, Luke. Love you, Nathan. Love you, Justin. <laughs> love you. Love all you guys. And but CJ. you know it's the truth. And CJ. <laughs> So what you guys would always come up with like the parts and be like, hey, can you play this for me while we while we do our thing over here? Yeah. Like anything, like any company, any business, there are going to be a couple of people, a couple of key people. If 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 there's one or two, it doesn't matter. There's key people within a business, and then there's then there's workers. That's why, even though it can be misused sometimes, that's why there's CEO, CFO, manager, senior manager, like all these different things because there's leaders and there's people who do the work and, and they're think, all necessary you can't do any of it without the whole team but 100%. like 
There's gotcha. always someone like you'll find that with anybody. There's always like one or maybe two is kind of rare, but like one or two people in a if you want to call it a band, an artist, a group, whatever, like there's that someone is like getting shit done. Like it's the backbone. He's keeping ba- it all basically together. Basically, like there's, sure there's, there's the, like, like I remember one of the first time, you know who the band Anne Berlin is? And yeah, I don't know why mine. Okay. Their guitar player, who is like, he's obviously, if you ever see a video of him and stuff like that, he looks shy. Like you can tell he's shy. One of the, the one of the first things I remember me ever seeing or like reading or like, because we played, we did Cornerstone 2007 when I was like a, 2006. Little, little ni- 2006, Little Nino. They, <laughs> they came to California, Cornerstone did. And Amberlynn was there. And that was like my first time being like, oh my gosh, like, I really like Amberlynn. And uh, there's some interview, like they, they basically shove him in a room for like two weeks and just say, write our next album. Really? Because he's the guy that just gets it done. Like he he's the guy that just goes like, okay. So is he just I'll writing it or does he also like produce it as well? All of it. No way. Yeah. yeah so that, so the reason why Zach brings that up is because we realized about a year ago that we're going to, I'm going to take you to the very beginning of this podcast, which was okay. we started listening to music uh, through bands like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Spice mm-hmm. Girls, yep. Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, pop, yeah. pop music. Like, cla- like classically the most def- like definition of pop. So like then you guys were from. like, Let, let's get back to this. Let's go back to where we started from. Yeah. And so it started out by us doing uh, covers. And, um, but the conversation was, it started like this. Uh, we like this style of music. We have the capability of doing it. Let's do it. And we did. And that was like, for anyone listening that wants to start something, I mean, I can preach this all day long. It's just, just do it. Just start it. Start it. Work really hard. Be excellent at what you're doing and market everything. Yeah. And like for, and you know what, above every single one of those things, be a genuinely good person. Yes, seriously. Because... Our friend that Jake, who you might everything. know, may not know, uh, he 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 always says this, is that in his industry, people always talk to him about how incredibly nice of a person that he is. And we can all sit here and say the same thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. That will take you so far in anything. And so you start out by being a good person, being humble, and yeah. doing really good at what you do. Shout out jakedom.com. Ooh, jakecdom.com. Oh, yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> Anyways, and so started out with covers. We did covers. We loved it. We got a lot of cool um, just followers. The thing with about covers is it's easy because you have people that love that song already, and they're like, uh, "I want to hear someone else." And sing they know it. it. Yeah. And there's a whole YouTube community it's around. Familiar. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like thousands and thousands of people that just scour YouTube. So then go, I, I saw I saw that you guys were doing quite a few. So was that like your plan to, to that do that? That was like to our introduction, up? basically, into it was going like for me getting the getting my basically training wheels off going like, okay, let's instead of doing all the stuff that I'd known before heavier music and always having really heavy drums and heavy guitar stuff and going like, okay, well what's the other side of that? That's what being a good producer is about. It's about versatility and going like, how do you take something and make it even better? Just you stepping know? your feet, doing a little bit of everything, exactly. you know, making yourself more well-rounded. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'll take you to where we're at today. It started, it started with the covers and we got our feet wet with the pop. And then we just said, as at a certain point we said, it's not as fulfilling anymore to recreate someone else's song. And uh, I want to say four, five months ago, six months ago, I think it was four or five, six months ago, we were like, uh, we're going to start writing original music. And that kind of takes us to where we're at today, which is we, I mean, we're having, we're having a blast writing our own music and like just figuring these things out and marketing it and wanting people to hear and like it's just it's just a lot of fun and like it the fun part is that there's nothing in our way zero mm-hmm. right and and by the way i don't say that disrespectfully to anybody else in the past yeah i just say there's there's nothing in our way there's no label no manager no booking agent no other band members and that's not, free no really that's conflicting be free. mindsets yeah nothing and by the way the internet's free yeah soundcloud is free uh, to, oh sorry to go on to Spotify and iTunes it's like $10 a year or something or $20 a year something ridiculously cheap which that's yeah. a small price to pay to be able to get everybody literally anyone who has internet access mm-hmm. around the world to listen what you're, to what you're making Bro. absolutely so now so we put out our first song uh, well this was our first single January yeah. 1st 2018 currently it's sitting at like 520,000 streams on Spotify and that's I, from, I had that number. Where where was that? There, five hundred and twenty-two thousand five hundred and ninety-seven. Yeah, it's that's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, that's that was crazy. that was crazy so when that first happened. Well, by the way, as you guys have heard on this podcast, uh, that was 
when we, when we start this, that's over 10 years of really hard work to learn music, to understand what music is, to know what a label is and what a label should not be, and what a book, you know, all this stuff. And how to, and how to, cry, and how to sing. Like, and how to sing. Like, and how to play guitar. And, you and know, how to produce. So bro, many things. So, ma- so many factors. And so, like, you know, it's, it's commonly said, oh, it doesn't happen overnight. That's the God honest truth. It is Nothing happens truth. overnight. It's you learn and you learn and you, and we get, I mean, I get direct messages all the time. Oh, how do I do this? How do you sing so good? I'm like, you need 10 years of work. I mean, you don't need it, but 10 years of Gotta put work, in the work would really help. And now we're in a place where it just comes so naturally that, you know, Zach will write a track. I'll write the lyrics and the melody over it. We'll come together, record it, and it's done. And how, how, what's the fastest from start to finish that you guys have wrote a song to have it fully recorded, produced everything? Uh, like so, full time like what do you mean like like full like if you like write the song or like just even like making it like recording it and producing it how long does that like whole process take you and maybe after that what like how long does it take you to typically write a song or does it vary from song to song it always varies it always varies for sure but um zach can answer from his perspective yeah I mean, I guess so. I mean, I can, I don't know. I'll answer for Zach. There you go. Zach, <laughs> uh, and, and I, I mean this, it's going to sound funny, but it, I mean this sincere, sincerely. There are certain people in this world that are, um, that are, are, I would say, born with a gift that others are not afforded. And I don't know why. I don't understand. I don't understand it. It's just how it is. Some, yeah, and so sometimes like, it comes easier to some people. Exactly. And so me and Zach both grew up doing music, but Zach and music comes so much more naturally to Zach. And so things that he, that I would have to work really hard at Zach just naturally is good at. And so for him, writing a track could take, you know, 20 minutes, like literally a song that like you and me that are our first single, I think, I think, I think it was I like an hour. That, I think I wrote that song in an hour, like the, the production of it. No way. Like yeah. the reason why I ask is like, I feel like you guys have like done a ton of recordings on your own. And it, I have I have spent thousands and thousands dude, of hours so behind a screen. See, I, I don't I don't doubt it because it's like I I used to have a ton of recording stuff. I used to have like eight different microphones and mm-hmm. had different people come over. Like I was in a band that I recorded, and yeah. it's like I never got to the level you did. Like I honestly got like not discouraged, but just the amount of work that you put in versus what you get out of it. Like yeah. the level wasn't quite right, and it seems totally. like you found a way to make it so it is worth it, and even more so where it seems like. I don't know. It's like what you put in and what comes out is amazing. Well, th- well, thank you. That's from the bottom of my heart. Seriously, he's definitely the more the the words of affirmation person. Give me the words, baby. Me, yeah, Max, <laughs> Max Tell me is I'm all good. the words. <laughs> yeah, I'm way more on like the let's get to the next thing. There's always more to do. There's always the next step. There's always always room for improvement. That kind of stuff. But um, well, let's answer his question. So he said, yeah. "How long did the thing take?" So if it took you an hour, yeah. He, he takes I mean, cultivating lyrics is so much in, 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 like in my opinion so much more of a difficult thing to do than yeah, just I agree. writing a track you know like yeah to like have your metaphors make sense yeah. to like mix, create the to story that people melody. can relate to like yeah. that's the thing without with making music. it sound like too like cheesy yeah. or just like cliche at the same time yeah 100% that's what pop music is pop music is the most general topic that can relate to the most Everything. amount of people. That's generally what pop music does. So like you listen to any Justin Bieber track, like any, anything like that, it's like someone from seven to 70 can be like, oh yeah, I like that. I can relate and to understand that. It. Understand yeah, it. Totally. And understand it. So that's why it takes so long. But I think you and me all together, I think I wrote the melody. No, here's the interesting part. He wrote the track and when he was writing the track, I I, 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 I had written the melody had, on guitar. He had written the dun 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 like that's the hook. So we, so I just said you and me, you and me, and that became the hook forever. It's still what it is. And then while he was writing the rest of it, I was like, what if we did like? Like okay, sick. So I kind of already you had an idea of what I, off of stuff. Of what I wanted yeah. it to sound like. And then the next day I went to work, and I, I have a very chill job. So I, at work. I was like writing down lyrics and I was like Matt I was putting the lyrics in with what I was hearing in my head. So I was like no 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 oh you leave when it's painful, right? And then by the end of the day, 8 hours later, I had pretty much the entire song done. I'm going to show it to Zach. So maybe in its entirety 12 hours, we wrote an entire song. See, that's insane. That now has 522,000 beautiful streams. Which we never we never thought that would happen. Ne- see no no thought. I was yeah, just no. It's, it's it still amazing to me that like you're able to do that on your own. You don't have a label. You don't have a, a team of marketers well, take, take working people, for you. You've heard of the guy named Russ before, right? Ru- no. His name's Rapper. Russ. He's a rapper. Mm-mm. What, song, what song would he have known? I don't know. He doesn't really have very very many really, really big hits. Um, but for, 
But what, he what's just headlined Coachella. He, Sorry, not headlined. He played the main stage of Coachella. Like 50,000. This, this is one of these guys who does everything by himself. Always has, basically. Uh, and he'll he'll preach it like he'll tell you he'll he'll tell you straight up. Like, he's exactly proud of who it. He is. He's yeah. very proud of it because he does. He he really did straight by himself. Nothing, all on his computer, all by himself. Doesn't really use any anybody else. Only outside sources, stuff like that. But he'll tell like he's the kind of guy that you talk about. Take take the bands like Asking Alexandria has spent this much time. Blah 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 blah. Can pack out a stadium. This guy has done it all by himself with no one. Same thing. Like yeah. So it, it, again, can just pack out a stadium, you know? Right. He went from playing a seventy-person show ten years ago to thirty thousand at Coachella, but he cultivated his craft. Right. He goes, I can if if this person can do it, I can yeah. do it. Yeah. Right? What, what's it. stopping me if he's doing it? There's the proof that it can happen. Yeah. And and like I said earlier, some people it'll come more naturally, you know, for the and some people not. And so luckily, Zach chose something that. He was very. I mean, we're I think, both. We're both very much the opposite. So you guys complement each other is what it, it seems like in a just like a seamless way. What's yeah? What's interesting about us is that I'm painfully bad at explaining what I want with music. Okay. And Zach can echo that and forever. I don't. I don't. Need, rooftops, I have nothing to say to that. From the roof, I'm painfully terrible at articulating like what I want to hear. Even though I, I kind of have an idea. I cannot. I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, well, that's I'm tough. Trying. Like especially like. I mean, if you can play like guitar a little bit, maybe you can play like a melody or something that you're trying to explain. Or can you not even do that? No, no. See, like I, I know chords, but the but that's not the point. But you like, don't, okay, go w- on. When you listen to the tracks that Zach will make, there's like little intricate sounds and there's placement of of hits and chords. Like, and so you're trying to like explain these sounds that would fit in or like. Okay, I'll, g- I'll, of g- it? I'll give you an example. If I if I look at him and I say, Max, what type of song would you like to articulate, or would you like to write, or would you like to start for this next whatever okay he'll just go i have no idea it could be anything and, I, and i'll say what's the vibe what's your, like he'll write he'll write an entire song melody okay he'll that's how some of our he'll songs start, will start he'll start, have the, the he'll lyrics start first like he'll take he'll Sometimes take he'll take his voice notes in his phone and just go here's here's my here's the idea for the entire song and he'll write the whole thing he'll work with lyrics he'll work with melodies and he'll do that sometimes and he'll, he'll take tracks that he's heard from like other artists and he'll just write over them with different melodies and words, stuff like that, because he likes the chord progression. That's what he hears in his head. And so I have to sit there and go, what do you want then over this for this specific thing? That is and he'll so just go, I have, I have do. no idea. And so I have to sit there and this is, we go back and forth on this so many times and well, it's got to be tough because I'm sure you've you've taken a few of these vo- voice memos and brought it into your your studio, and then you're like, okay, and then you make something. There has to be times where it's like you you pour your heart into this thing, trying to get it out. And he and goes, it, he's eh. like, nope, yeah, I, yep. don't, I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, trust me, that's happened multiple times. <laughs> probably almost every time. M- multiple, multiple times. Well, does it ever happen the other way where you create like these backing tracks almost, yeah. and you show it to him and like, hey, what do you think? And then, oh yeah, because you said the you and me thing. That's every song that has done well <laughs> has been that <laughs> one. Has been that way where I. I go i i here's the song that i wrote that i like and he goes okay i like it too like i'm gonna write whatever idea is over this it always works out better every single time yeah generally with like like i said i have a hard time explaining musically but generally when zach will write a track like for instance the song that you guys can stream right now is a song called slow which may or may not be played at the end of this podcast but the the song called slow was written on a drive uh, here to Idaho, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Zach was family. like, "Give me an hour. I'm gonna write a track." So we wrote a track and we plugged it into the to the car we were driving in, and he played it. So he just like, made this whole thing in like the back seat with like his laptop I made, and a MIDI I made slow keyboard. in an hour. Yeah, made slow in an hour. No, 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 no just laptop. Like just the laptop. I don't, I don't like using MIDI keyboards. No way. Mm-hmm. Just laptop. And so, but again, the song that you guys are hearing, "Slow," was written in a car on a laptop in an hour. The track. Now again, it takes me a little longer to do lyrics, but the song. As we as sat song, no. Well, we sat in the car after that hour, and we're like, okay, what well, we're gonna. Well, what, this is what we always do. I kind of know the general formula of how to write a song, so I go here's intro, intro, verse, here's pre-chorus, verse. chorus. Exactly. So we do that. Verse. We basically settle up and go like, okay, here's 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 what I'm I'm hearing. I get done with it. So I get all my ideas out, and then I'm like, okay, now I can take input in. And so we go like, okay, let's let's formulate this into something that's usable. Which basically, it's already like ninety percent there. We we make sure it's everything is set to where it's like here's the pre-chorus, here's the chorus. So we know it's all sectioned out. Then we just literally sat, and this is when I shut the hell up, and I, he just goes like, "I'm gonna 
formulate melodies and lyrics in my head and I'll, I'll chime in every once in a while and say something or not say something like or that something doesn't sound so great or that sounds good Keep yeah that yeah yeah, yeah and sometimes they'll look at me and just like be shut up i need I'm, i have something in my head i gotta like just don't don't ruin it i get it yeah You're the same way sometimes i'm totally the same way when it comes to music which is why i said like i have to get all my ideas out which is the same for him he's got to get his ideas out but like doing that exactly the same thing so we sat the next hour two i think it was probably more than that maybe yeah probably but the drive the drive was fairly long and so what happened was heard the track and there was this lead in like that he had written that i don't think he really thought about it being a lead but it was in there and it it was just that simple dun 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 and i was like i was like sweet so that's that's the what became the hook and then but when the song hit which is what you guys would hear that would, would be the chorus I heard in my head, just like I heard in you and me, I heard the, I heard that and I was like, okay, we got to put that in there. And so I like recorded on my voice memo and I just had it there. And it's crazy how this stuff comes along because a lot of times, sometimes, so here's an interesting part, the hook, so the chorus and like the B section hook came instantly. But the verse took me forever to figure out. always take him a long time. Like I came back to my house and I was like, how am I going to do this? And the word placement was so difficult for the verses, but I'm so glad that it took like two, three, four weeks. For hard to breathe? No, for slow. Or for slow? Well, actually the same thing for slow. It took a little bit of time, but, but or so for hard to breathe, but for slow, it was like, it took me weeks, but then I finally got it right. And it was one of those moments where I'm like, yes, like I finally did it. And that was one of those melodies that I'll listen back on and be Hold like, on. I want to see what this is. This might be. It's a slow verse idea. Oh, this is the voice memo? This is from 81317. This is an exclusive, by the way, guys. No one's ever heard this before. There's like so many of these same things where we just sit and go like, Dude, that's what awesome. can we work on to change this? Okay. So by the way, that thing you just heard was our first iteration of the verse, which didn't didn't end up making it because I was like, this isn't it. This isn't it. And we kept trying and trying it. This isn't it. And and by the end of the drive, we still hadn't gotten it. And then like weeks later, I was like, this is it. And then we put it all together. And again, it was one of those moments where I was like, fine. Like, That's so finally. crazy how you could have some that can be like, what what'd you say, like 10 or 12 hours from start to finish. And then this one, you're saying it's a couple weeks or a couple yeah, days. Yeah, a couple weeks. But like, it's interesting how it works. Got the hook, second. Got a chorus, like quick easy then the verse man it took me verses a long time verses usually take more time the verses take a long time because there's a little bit more words and you know the and you have a little more of a range you can choose from where hooks or choruses you want basically to go I want to remember this easy you know? yeah Maybe. yeah, the, yeah. the hook is the part where you're like that. that's what people are going to typically gonna remember, remember from the song it's what's going to get stuck in their head what they're going to sing yep. randomly because it's like oh it's nah, there nah, nah, nah. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so, one one last thing because like you you brought up hard to breathe and then We'll probably end it because it's getting a little, little late, right up on like an hour, getting close to it. Really? It's been that long? Mm-hmm. But, it's easy. But the, the every time I hear Hard to Breathe, because like it'll, it'll come up on my Spotify every now and then. Every time I hear that song, I think about when we were doing the music video mm-hmm. for it. And we, we did it in, in two days. And on the second day that we were, we were filming, there's that, that street that was a few blocks or whatever from oh, yeah. your house. Mm-hmm. And, Every time I hear it, I just picture like driving the car because you guys are riding your bikes <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm in this Honda, what is it? It's a Honda, Honda Element. Element. Yeah. And the back of it is open and Jake's sitting in the back of this thing with the yep. camera as like the whole thing is open. <laughs> and it's like, like what, like eight or nine out or something yeah. like that. And we're blasting this song and I'm driving less than a mile an hour. <laughs> and like there's people yeah. looking at me and then I'm like feeling like I'm doing something wrong. And we're I look up in the rear view. Yeah, yeah. We drove through a stop sign yeah. and I just see you guys having the time of yeah. your life in the rear view mirror. And it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm a part of something awesome right now. <laughs> so so cool. I can't wait until, until that comes yeah. out. Cause I haven't, be fun. I haven't seen any part of it other than what Jake showed me on Neither this camera. <laughs> and the, and oh, the really? behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah, a behind the scenes coming up that that I recorded. That's gonna be so cool, but yeah, like. And we're gonna go over notes, hopefully, on that, like little adjustments yeah, and tweaks. Yeah, a few adjustments on the on the on the behind the scenes, but um, for the that hard to breathe is a very another very interesting story, and I won't make it long at all. Okay. This is how no, it started. Even though it could be, it could be very long. This is uh, how we'll, it we'll end with this one. Yeah. Zach had originally written this song, just the track. There was no lyrics, no nothing. Wrote the track. As almost, correct me if I'm wrong, almost like a country song. It was like half country, half the 1975. 
Yeah. What? Yeah. It was weird. It was a weird, like, kind of like it sounds 80s... cool, but like, like really just contradicting. Like they wouldn't mesh well. Yeah, but can... you guys, I mean, for those that have heard the chorus already, it's kind of like a country chorus of sorts. It's very like happy, very like almost not show tuny. What's the word? Like uh, nursery rhyme. Like the how the melody sits. It's like it's it's almost too happy. But the lyrical content makes it work. He wrote that track, and over time, like I'd write to it, but I wrote that chorus like probably three years ago and we just never did anything with it because mountains wasn't even in existence at that point um, but we just had it and so then now that we're writing our original music i was like dude zach we gotta we gotta get that song because that chorus was like so good such a good chorus and so it actually went through three more like revisions right zach we went through like probably like th- like three different types of songs until we got to this one and i know this is this is, this is this is how it was I'd go, Max, what do you want this song to be? Oh, no. And he goes, I have no idea. And I'd try something. And my heart wasn't in it at that point because I, I, was, I was already like, I'm so over this song. I'm so over like, oh, if it changes again, I already know he's going to not. He doesn't, know what he, he doesn't know what he wants. Yeah, so you're like, why am I going to So I'd write totally this entire track, myself. spend a bunch of time on it, and then he'd go like, ah, you know, like I, maybe. Yeah. Trying by, to be nice. By the way, we had we had an original version, which they were all cool. They that were was all the thing. sick. But the, there's there's just ones that you know that like this was the one, you know. And the one that we had right before the version that you guys hear on Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff was um, a little bit more aggressive than what it is now. And Jake actually was the person who listened to it and he's like, you know what? I just don't think it's like there yet. And Jake had never talked about our music like that ever before. Yeah, that's really not like Jake. Yeah, no, it's really not. But he like he reached out and he's like, yo, I've been listening to this. Like, because we gave him the demo and he's like, uh, I just don't think this is just, just right yet. Did he so, have any like notes? Like maybe tweak this a little bit, tweak this? Not really, but he came he came to the studio like when we were, well, Zach didn't want to, but we were rewriting it. And like Jake's like, maybe this, maybe that. And like me and Jake are kind of the same. We don't really know what we're yeah, but like once you hear it, you're like that. That's definitely it. We got to We got to stick to that. And uh, so, anyways, all that to say, um, it w- was written kind of three years ago. Went through a lot of iterations, and now it is what it is today. And it's really cool because it, a lot of people have been saying like it's their like their favorite song, like awesome. not even just mountain song, but favorite song, which is wow. really cool. So. That's quite the compliment to hear that. Yeah, pretty cool. Oh, I can't find it. I wish I had the. I have it somewhere. We have the, the original we have the very first original version of Hard to Breathe, which would sound crazy if you heard it now. But oh man, at some point I I gotta hear that. Oh even yeah, we'll just like at your guys' house or like yeah. in a phone yeah. or on a phone sometime. I'll for, for sure. sure send it. All right, well I think that's going to be it today for fill in the blanks. Uh, thank you so much, Max and Zach, for coming in. They're in the band Mountains, and you want to go over the the spelling of that really quick, just because it is a different spelling. Well, first off, the reason, just to end it really quick, the reason why we're called mountains and spelled a specific way isn't for some cheesy like, oh, they just tried something different and it kind of, you know, the reason why we start is because the first letter starts with M because he's the firstborn, he's an older brother. His name's Max. Last first letter, my first name. First letter, his first, yeah, and it ends with Z. I'm the younger brother, and I'm the tail end of, you know, like the. I consider myself the foundation. The foundation, of it. yeah, there you go. sure. Yeah. There you go. And my first name, the first letter of my name, starts with Z. And the reason why it is kind of works the best with that as well is because our last name is Monty, and it's literally our last name means mountain. So like that's the that's how so, it works. Oh, I had no the idea. spelling that's... of mountain or Monty is in our spelling of mountains. And so that's why I thought it was the first letter of our name. Yeah. And then our last name literally means mountain. So. so we're in the band Mountains. That's spelled M-O-U-N-T-E-N-Z. They're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. Am I missing any of them? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, all the stuff. Uh, I would say probably go to Instagram first, and that would be the hub, and then you could just go from there. But stream, 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 stream away the music. I mean, if you want to buy it, you can. It's just easier to stream. Yeah. You know? All right. You heard it from them. Go check them out. Here's a song, though, if you want a quick little demo. This is Slow by Mountains. Such a hard time keeping my hands to myself. I need some help. Down 911 on myself. Every single thing about you has me losing control. Your body and soul, you make it hard to say no. Like sunshine and summer.